to Kelly from Kentucky, the podcast series where we talk about behind the scenes, travel tips, and insider stories from Kentucky. I'm your host, Kelly, and if you've never been to Kentucky, well, bless your heart. Let's go. Welcome back to Kelly from Kentucky. And those of you who have been missing me, I totally appreciate it because I have been busy traveling since February and March, telling all the wonderful things to do in London, Kentucky. And today I have a treat for you. I have a special guest. If you love the outdoors, if you love kayaking, if you love canoeing, if you love being on the water, you definitely want to tune in to this podcast today because you don't want to miss this out. Welcome to Kelly from Kentucky, and now I'm ready to reveal our special guest, our small business owner that's going to be your favorite person if you love outdoor adventure. Welcome to the podcast, my friend Stephen Jones with L3 Adventures. Stephen, we met maybe two-ish years ago, two and a half years ago. When you started your retail store, mm -hmm. and since then you have expanded to New Horizons. I'm so excited because I've got two kayaks um, in my garage that I have not used because I don't have the time or effort to shuttle that to the Rockcastle River and back, and you have totally helped problem solve my problem, and not even to those across Kentucky visitors that are coming to London who may not have a kayak or don't have multiple vehicles to have a drop-off and pick-up. That's the issue when it comes to kayaking. So first off, tell us a little background about who you are and, and, and what gave you the vision to start L3 Adventures. Thanks, Kelly. That's a lot of high praise right there. Um, yep, just a problem that I saw in the area, especially with river rafting, kayaking, and all of that, uh, is transport. Uh, about me, though. I'm nervous now. Oh, no, <laughs> nervous for that. It's so okay, we'll sniff it. We are both South Laurel alumni, South Laurel High School. You were born and raised here in London. Born and raised. No, I technically wasn't born. Well, I suppose I was technically born in Corbin as well, but... Well, that's still in Kentucky. I was technically born in Cincinnati to all oh, my Buckeye no. friends. Oh, no, our goodness. Buckeye friends are our friends. <laughs> but then by listening to my accent, according to everybody else up north, I, I'd have to show them my birth certificate to prove that I was born in Ohio. Ah. But moved here in 1983 with my family, and I've never left since. And as you said earlier, I'm going to totally steal your saying. I was raised here. I'll probably die here as well <laughs> because... I love London, Kentucky and southeastern Kentucky. There's definitely worse places to be. <laughs> There's definitely awesome places to be because if you love outdoors, adventure beginning is right here in London, Kentucky. So not only are you a small business owner of L3 Adventures, you're also an EMT. Mm -hmm. I've worked local here in Laurel County. I believe this is my seventh year coming up. Uh, I was originally trained as a wilderness EMT through Solo sort of the East Coast equivalent to Knowles, and then just picked up with Laurel County Ambulance Service, and I've been there ever since. So so back in the day, I used to be a CPR instructor, which you know, I thought that was big stuff, but when you say wilderness EMT, that, make, 
me sweaty just thinking about that. So give a little example explaining what is wilderness EMT training. So in wilderness situations, you don't have access to uh, heart monitors and all those sorts of things. The best example I can say for my final, I had to make a femur traction splint out of a canoe paddle, a sweatshirt, and a piece of paracord uh, just to pass. You just learn to adapt, improvise, overcome. Uh, you just use what's in nature, the use, environment. Use what's in nature, what you got in your bag. You know, you can make a very, very good splint for a fractured arm or leg, long bone, with like a sleeping pad. You know, just wrap it around, inflate it. That'll be nice and tight, still soft though. Won't break. And sometimes when, you know, when you're in an emergency situation, that's probably your most, most clearest critical thinking. If I was in an emergency situation, I would probably just be panicking and screaming for help, hoping oh, well, someone could hear me. <laughs> no, no. Uh, any emergency situation, that's 99% of it. It's just remain calm, breathe. One person needs to dictate instructions. Uh, you, green shirt over there, call 911. You, bring me this, whatever. And so having that experience really gave you the inspiration to see a need, a problem, and to have an effective solution for all of us that love to kayak and get to Rockcastle River or Wood Creek Lake. And, you know, when I go to other communities, the putting in and putting out, that is the hardest part um, because we're getting ready to get in busy season. As soon as it gets maybe 10 more degrees warmer, <laughs> and that water needs to warm up a little bit before I get on the kayak. Most people. Um, but you are getting ready to have your soft opening of L3 Adventures at a new location and go ahead and tell us a little bit what all L3 Adventures is going to offer. So we'll be officially unofficially opening on Memorial, I think the 26th of May, but open open on Memorial Day, uh, everything flowing. <clears throat> so we'll have the kayak and canoe rentals, shuttle service available if you have your own um, you can also put out rat at my spot if you just wanted to fish. In addition to the things on the river, I'll have uh, a small shop with tents, dehydrated food, first aid kits, anything you need out in the woods. Yeah, because as you know, being a local here, that is still a service for us because I have kayaks. But if my son wants to bring a friend and they don't have a kayak, I can come rent that from you. You can take us to the put-in, let us float down the river, come back, pick us up, and that makes my life so much easier because that's an all-day thing of trying to shuttle vehicles back and forth and, and trying to borrow other people's kayaks, and they're using them or they're out of town. So you are really going to help problem-solve, not only for local people of having a shuttle service, but to those that maybe be staying at Wood Creek Lake in a short-term rental house, mm -hmm. and they've got two or three families that are there for a week, you know, bringing six, ten kayaks down, that's a lot of space that a lot of families aren't going to have. Yeah, uh, you can either come up to my spot just right on Rockcastle River down Old Somerset Road, or I can bring them to you if you're staying on Woods Creek Lake, you know, uh, just to save space and time. And I've been told that my prices are going to be entirely too cheap, but we'll have all of that posted online later. We just want to provide a service, you know, and make Laurel County a little bit more adventurous. 
That's right. Because having those small businesses come in to, to almost as a perk or a concierge service, or that is something that definitely sets us apart because that's time-consuming and organizing. Let me say that again. Organizing, <laughs> and your expertise background as wilderness EMT safety and, and trying to make people's experience the best it can be so they can return every weekend. I mean, there's sure. some people you're passionate about, whether you're fishing one day, kayaking the next. Rock Castle River, we'll focus on that body of river, is a perfect location for beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And for myself, I still classify myself as a beginner getting into the intermediate. Like, I like a little bit of rapids that goes, wee. That's about <laughs> it. Now, my husband, the first time he ever went kayaking, though, he went, um, oh, my gosh, the state's killing me. Is it West Virginia? That's a state. The, it's a state. The, um, oh, my gosh, the, the gully. Uh, that was his first experience of, of going on the gully. Yes. He had a good guide. That was intense. Now, this was not just a kayak, but it was with a rafting company. Okay, okay. Which okay. is a little better, but... For sure. I mean, so Rockcastle River is very popular because it is for the beginner, or if you are up to Class 3, Class 4 rapids, this is home base that you need to come kayak. And, and you're going to be able to designate um, for your customers of what section you need to get out in, um, that way you're staying in the flow that's appropriate yeah. for your skill level. Explain yeah. a little bit about that. <clears throat> so the upper part of the river, which is primarily where I'll be uh, renting people out, it's it's pretty calm. It's got some little wee spots, yeah. as uh, Kelly so aptly described. Uh, but it, it's relatively calm. There's some deep spots, but it's two or three foot on average. And, of course, I'll have access to all that information. You can just message me on Facebook and I'll let you know how high the river is. Uh, but if you go further below my place, it gets all the way up to class four rapids. I mean, there's a spot where you can go around if you just wanted a longer trip where it gets up into two, three, but a little bit calmer. Anything that you're wanting though, um, Rockcastle River has it. And so with the upper, so we'll say the beginner, the upper, how long of a flow would that is? That, is? that just depends on the flow of the river, it depends of course. depends on the flow of the river, how fast you're paddling, whether you want to stop and eat. But it, it's pretty much an all-day paddle. You're looking at, if you're going hard and the river's moving a little bit, you can finish it in four hours is the quickest I've ever seen. I'm sure you can beat that. And how many miles is that on the upper? That would be the beginner thing? Uh, I think it's right around eight. Okay. Eight miles. And when you have flow, because I have been on the Rockcastle when it was flowing nice, and then I've been on it when it was still. And let <laughs> me tell you, it's an ab workout. I thought, when is it going to be over? Mm -hmm. You miss those rapids, especially when you're not in shape, of going back and forth. But there's plenty of space. So maybe you're going to kayak, and maybe, maybe you've got a kayak uh, fishing boat, and you can... I see a lot of people fly fishing out there yeah, yeah. Um, all the time, and I'm like, excuse me, pardon me, I don't want to scare your fish away, but I'm coming through. Um, it's a beautiful uh, course course of, of a route. Also, our Redbud ride that we just finished on just April finished. 22nd, um, 
part of that road route follows along the Rockcastle River. Mm -hmm. And it's just a beautiful view. So you're in for a treat. You definitely want to bring your camera or your phone to take some beautiful pictures. But that is the wonderful thing is you have access to class one, two, three, and potential four rapids mm -hmm. within minutes from Interstate I-75. Yeah. I mean, this is on the edge of Laurel County and Rockcastle County. Right on um, 75. Uh, Parkway, 192. There's so many roads that run through here. Yeah. And so London is a certified trail town. We were the fifth certified trail town. And also our friends in Livingston, they're uh -huh. also a certified trail town. Yeah. And so for those of you that, that want to cycle or maybe you even hike, um, Chateau Trace National Recreational Trail runs through Laurel County and, 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 and on up. And for those of you that want to do through hiking, this is going to be, you know, not only a service for kayakers on the water, but if you're through hiking, this is going to be a great pit stop for you to refuel. If you need a drop space for your, for, for more gear or more food, tell a little bit about how, um, your home base at L3 Adventures could accommodate the hiker as well. So where we have um, a lot of the retail stuff, I mean, not too much, but we have food, gear, equipment, anything that you would need for a through hike. It's roughly a eight minute drive from my spot. If people just let me know a little bit in advance, then I can meet them because Sheltawi goes straight across uh, Old Somerset Road and there's a perfect drop off spot. Just meet right there. And if you want to ride back down to my spot and camp out for the night, that's that's fine as well. Because yeah. I know over the years we've had to bring some people off the trail that needed a break a little bit. Uh, we maybe took them to the hotel if they wanted to get a quick shower. That's sure. always an option. We've got tons of people that are part of the Chateau Trace Association. Uh, um, that, you know, if you need another map, if you need any type of resource, I mean, that's one reason why we're a certified trail town is we have tons of experts uh, like yourself. That's a wilderness ENT. Um, just people, me and my husband were into Enders. We've hiked the whole entire trail. Now, it was back in 2016. It's been a little bit. Um, it's still there. But it's still there. I got my sticker. I, I did it. <laughs> um, but it's funny talking about being safe and things like having water. So yeah. I will say. This is my side story of how important it is to have the proper gear. Um, so this, we were making a test hike. We were in um, the Big South Fork, mm -hmm. and I was told four liters of water should be enough. Did you carry all that? I carried all <laughs> that. So like I said, I was in the beginner route because I had hiking boots and a backpack. Mm -hmm. that, that's it. I, ha I hiked in scrubs. Um... I did have, you know, water and uh, water. I was just four liters. Four <laughs> liters of water. Well, long story short, we had not made it to camp. I am part camel, apparently. Uh -huh. I drank all the water. Oh my goodness! I just wonder why it took forever. Probably stopped and peed that kind of time. <laughs> but we realized we had no water to cook with that night, uh -huh. and we had no water for Sunday. And with that Sunday hike. We probably had at least 12 or 14 miles to do on Sunday. And I thought, stranger danger, this is not, what are we going to do? And uh, it was me, my husband, and, and a couple other people. Well, for some reason, my husband overplanned, and I underplanned. And he had these garbage bags. Well, we got a garbage, and 
that's the thing. On the Chateau Trace Trail, there's plenty of water access. Mm -hmm. So we put water. We fill those garbage bags with water. I mean, not the whole garbage oh, no. bag. But we look like Santa Claus. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. We had a mile and a half still to get to camp because I knew the 10 other people that were on the hike had filters. Mm -hmm. So I knew if I could just get the water to there, I could get it filtered, I could have water, and it's fine. Let me tell you, hiking a mile and a half, carrying, we took turns carrying. 30, 40 pounds of water. Oh, my gosh. Plus your bags. Plus our bags. Plus blisters. And I didn't even have trekking poles. At the, well, good, I didn't have trekking poles. I couldn't have held the water no, if I had a trekking down. pole. But I can just say, after that, purchase a filter. Always Please have do. a water filter with at, you. At least iodine tablets. Something. And... And I was so desperate that I almost just filled my bladder anyway with, with water, river water because I, that's where I was at. Be, but we problem solved. We did it. So definitely don't pack all the water because you need your pack to be as light as possible. Um, no, I've got a 28-ounce uh, plastic bottle, like a smart water, bo water bottle or something. That's all I pack. I'll fill it up once, just, you know. For cooking if I do that and then filter out what I need as I go along uh, streams please whenever you put water in your container don't put it upstream face it so that the water's flowing this way uh, which no one at home can see right now <laughs> uh, face it downstream, downstream. The top of it downstream so that you're not getting all the particulate that's flowing that's with it. You'll get at least a little bit less. It but you want to get it from flowing water, well, flowing not water. stagnant water. I mean, I've been desperate before um, on a longer hike. And yeah, I pulled some water out of a pond. Mm -hmm. I didn't get sick or anything because I triple, double boiled it. But yeah, you should have a filter. You should have at least iodine tablets and still boil it. I always still boil it. It takes longer to cool down, but... Just to be safe, I had a cousin get very, very sick off Giardia, and uh, it's not not fun. And you won't know for seven days, roughly, right. you know, until uh, you're off the trail. You know, you'll drink your water, and then a week later. But that's another thing. If you're through hiking, and you know, and that's a lot. A lot of people are wanting to hit. We just had someone come in that did the Appalachian Trail. Now they want to do K Kentucky's longest trail, which is the Chateau Trace National Recreational Trail. Um, if you're through hiking, I know that you're doing your research. But those yeah. that want to get into that, um, the Chateau Trace um, Association is a great resource that you can be a part of the Hiker Challenge mm -hmm. and do sections at a time once a month. That is what I did. That way I wasn't alone. Um, you're with a group. You have support when you're going out there. Yeah. And that's the smartest way so you can enjoy yourself learn along the way like we did mm -hmm. and then so that can become a lifetime because there's plenty of places in kentucky and throughout the world that you can enjoy hiking absolutely go with someone who knows what they're doing the first time if you go out and you're trying to hike 200 miles by yourself you're wrong yeah don't do that don't don't so so when it comes to water that is one thing you've got to respect water and not oh, yeah. only are you having a shuttle service and um renting kayaks and canoes and maybe some other things in the future yep, that, yep. that resources but you also make sure everyone has a life jacket 
And a paddle comes with that. Yes, yes. And uh, we're working on getting it ready so that everyone can have a safety beacon just in case. Because especially working in EMS, safety is my number one priority. I'm if the river's too high, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take you. I'm just gonna tell you no, come back. Uh, because, because if you don't have the experience level, um, I'm not gonna let anybody get hurt. So with the water in Kentucky, especially springtime, I mean the every body of water is different, but the Rockcastle River can rise really quick. I know me and my quick, husband quick. were going to go on a Friday night. We were going to go Saturday morning, and it rained. We thought Noah's, Noah's flood was coming <laughs> back overnight, and we could not believe how much it raised that there's no way. I mean, it was impossible to even put in. Well, two inches of rain could mean yep. four foot yep. on the river. Yep. So that is totally, he's going to be your expert at L3 Adventures to be able to give you the best, safest resource. Um, possible but if that is too much you have Wood Creek Lake um, that's a flat body of water there's really no rapids in that but that is something if you want leisurely shaded areas to go kayaking in that's phenomenal mm -hmm. even if you're not staying in a short-term rental there's plenty of access points along Wood Creek Lake explain a little bit of your kayaking experience on the lake on lakes, um, stay away from big fast boats, which fortunately on Wood Creek Lake, there are no big fast moving boats. Well, not really. They are restricted in motor size. There's no jet skiing. There's no houseboats on this. It right. is literally a paddler's paradise. And I know that sounds it's perfect. I mean, cheesy, it, but that is the source, definitely. I want to say it's like 260. It's Something 600, like it's a 600 acre lake, but the, what makes it different is it's our water reservoir. Okay, yeah. So that is why... 670. If you, um, one, that's why it's so clean. Yeah. Two, um, there are houses around it, so the residents are making sure that they're picking up their trash, they're not, um, it's going to be one of the clearest lakes, along with Laurel River Lake, it's one of the mm -hmm. clearest and deepest lakes. Now that's on the other side of the county. Your shuttle service right now, that's a little too far. It so is right your now. access is really going to be Rockcastle River and Wood Creek Lake. And I know Laurel River Lake, they have limited kayaking rentals there. But that is something you can enjoy. Um, you can enjoy all three. You could go rent a houseboat, pontoon boat, go fishing, um, go to the beach, go hiking on the Chateau Trace Trail, go to Van Hook Falls oh, one day. Luck. And then you come get a kayak from you all, you shuttle them to Rockcastle River, and then maybe you spend the night at Wood Creek Lake on mm -hmm. Airbnb. So there's a whole complete three-day to a two-week vacation that you could do if you love the outdoors. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about, um, can you remember the first time you ever went kayaking? <laughs> and what made you fall in love with it? Oh, okay. So those are probably different stories. Okay. Um, so when I said absolutely do not go out without anyone who's experienced, it's because I did that. I went kayaking on December the 19th of 2016. I'd never been before. It was one of those unseasonably warm winter days. Oh, you said December. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Not a great idea. Not a great idea with some friends. With some friends. And, uh. So, we went out to Cumberland River, and... On the had, top or below? On the top. Okay. Above. 
So okay. we had planned on coming all the way down to Cumberland Falls and taking out right there. <clears throat> it had snowed maybe a week before, so the water was up quite a bit. I bet it was beautiful, though. It, it was cool. Yeah. I don't know. Did uh, you have a wetsuit on? No, no wetsuit. No, no. <laughs> of course not. No, I didn't, didn't know what I was doing. So, well, I guess that was 15. Um, we get in, whatever, we start paddling, three or four of my friends plus myself, and I say, what's that noise, guys? I said, oh, it's just some rapids, you'll be fine. And I say, okay, whatever, I'd probably be fine. I had a lot of hiking experience, but never kayaking, this is my first time. So, they zoom on along, and I immediately fall into the freezing cold water. <laughs> I just hit the first rock in the set and flip. Now, here's the thing. You didn't see the rock. It was underneath the rapids. Yep, yep, yep. So that is, even if it's when I say, wee, like a little rapid, you have to be cautious to maneuver which way your boat's going. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like, this is my analogy. It may be wrong. When you're backing in a boat, that is the worst headache. Because when you turn right, the boat's turning left. <laughs> and you have to kind of, have a game plan before you immediately reach the uh-oh spot. you got to mm -hmm. prepare which way you're going to turn and then do the opposite way. Yep, yep. Uh, just be careful. I'm a little, I promise I'm a little bit better. It's just a matter of, you know, and, and seasonal. When you have wetsuits on, I definitely, if you're going to do some winter kayaking, yeah. a wetsuit would be good. Good choice, good yep. choice. Yep, yep, yep. And so <laughs> that was the first experience. So what, from, because... From someone that's hiked the entire Chateauwee Trace of not packing enough water, we can both say we learned from inexperienced experiences to make you become safer, to make you become a somewhat intermediate expert as a resource for others so they don't make the same poor choices that maybe we did in our earlier days. The first time, whenever I take someone camping for the first time, I let them bring whatever they want. I, I, don't, I don't tell them what they, you know, I'll give them a general list. They always bring too much or entirely too little, and I'll let them get the blisters, but they learn, and they don't do that again. But that's something we all have to go through out in the wilderness, you know. You have to learn like that, or else you'll just be confident that you're right every single time. And when you did your wilderness um, EMT training, <laughs> was that kind of their... Not platform. Was that kind of their lesson learning of learn? Let's oh, see yeah. what you think works, because that's how all of us really learn, right? By yeah. our mistakes. That's exactly what they did. I walked uh, walked in there with a 60, 70 liter backpack, and they said, oh. "Hey, we're going on an eight mile hike while simulating a rescue carry." And I was like, "Whatever." Yeah. That that wasn't a great choice either. Um, didn't do that again. No. But you know, that's just part of it. That's part of the fun. If it was easy, we'd just go to the movies, I guess. You know? right. And that's part of being, you know, let's go back to hiking, the Chateauwee Trace Challenge. Uh -huh. It's why it was called a challenge. And a lot of people dropped out after the first day or the second day because it was hard. And, and hiking is subjective. And when people say, I want to go hiking, what's an easy hike? Well, what you think is easy oh, and yeah. what I think is easy may be too totally so... That's when you got to start asking questions. What, 
how long have you hiked before? And when we did it, we used to run half marathons, and we were in perfect shape. Mm -hmm. Just because I could run 13 miles, that is not the same as hiking and backpacking 13 (laughs) miles. Two totally different, and we were kind of the arrogant, like, (laughs) I'm in the best shape of my life. What you all were doing is walking. So that's the same with kayaking. When you hear class one and class two versus class three and four, you can't just roll your eyes at class one and two rapids because even though it's not a large rapid, like the rapid you went, it's it's the angle of the boat and maybe panicking of, oh my gosh, it's December. If That's I awesome. fall in the water, it's going to suck. And that, then get colder. That panic mode. Um, so let's say when you do fall in, because more than likely everyone's kayak is going to flip at some sure. point. What are some tips that you're going to give? One... You're going to have your life jacket on. We're just going to nod. Wear your life jacket. Um, we have helmets. We did buy us helmets. So, but um, you're not going to be offered. People's going to have to bring their own helmets. Correct. For now, yeah. yeah. Uh, up until I can get enough for all of the sizes. I mean, that's a that's a large investment. Be- We're just starting. Because with the rocks and the rapids and falling out and hitting your head on a rock, safety is number one. Um, Helmets aren't that expensive. Everyone's heads are different sizes. Yeah. And, and so you're going to want something kind of custom. You know, we'll get those going. But that is something. So if someone's boat were to flip, give us the first three tips of what to do. So it depends on if you're on a sit-on or a sit-in. If you're on a sit-on kayak, like you're just sitting on the platform, they're a lot simpler. You know, because you're already off the boat in the water. Uh, in that case, you just grab a hold of your kayak and preferably your paddle if you can, just to keep it. And then kick to shore, feel for the ground if you can. Um, with a sit-in, it gets a little bit more complicated if you flip straight over. You're going to want to try and kick yourself back over while you're still in the kayak, but you're still going to be waterlogged. You're still going to want to try and make it to shore. If you can't flip it back over, which there's a technique that uh, lots of people on YouTube can explain better than me uh, right now, just get out of it, take it to the shore, drain it, make sure you're, take your drain plug out, uh, drain it. Now, just for the novice people, and I'm still, because there's all different types of brands of kayaks, explain draining. So, is explain what that looks like. It says, like, pull the plug out, or people's going to be dipping it out at a time, like, because (laughs) I've seen it all. Yeah, oh, yeah, I have too. Um, So, 99% of the time on each end of your kayak, or at least one of them, there's going to be a plug, and most of the time it's going to be... You just unscrew it. Like a You'll, village pump. Yeah. And then you you want to take the other end of your kayak, flip it up, and then rotate it towards you so that you're looking at the inside of the kayak. And that'll get 90% of your water out. And you can, if you see any more in there, it's probably fine anyways. That'll be normal. Because so getting 100% is not... In. Yeah, put it back in. That's a bad day. <laughs> You've worked so hard and then... Uh-oh. You know, deja vu happens all over again. Yeah. Now, um, paddles. Now, mm-hmm. I know sometimes I'll do it, sometimes I won't. Like, your paddle can be attached to your arm, like a little bungee cord. Yeah. That way it doesn't get away. For a while, I'll do it, but for then, if I don't always have that attached. But that's 
something you may be able to attach to your boat and not your arm. Yeah, um, yeah I would definitely recommend attaching it to attaching the boat it to the something, just because if you were to get nudged out or, or flipped over, if you just drop your paddle, yeah, if it's attached to you and it gets sucked into an undercurrent or yeah. you know anything, it, it can pull you out of the boat. The river has. Even though we've described it as beginner, you know, it's always still something that you should be wary of and respect. Anything you can do to be safer, please do. Absolutely. Always say caution. Be cautious. I'm not saying that don't be scared about it because be I think that's the you... worst panic mode will go in. And, and kayaking is also one of these sports that I love because it's family friendly mm-hmm. and it's a lifetime sport that you can can do what is the earliest um do you recommend for kids to start kayaking obviously i would think if they know how to swim would be initial yeah important first first steps um but tell me a little bit more about the difference because there you have kid kayak size versus adults you know um obviously it's going to vary child to child some kids are very confident outdoors in the water you know if they're scared of things, I would go so far as I wouldn't let them in until they were 12 if they're not a strong swimmer, yeah. 12 or 13. But some kids out here, you know, world champions, whatever, three years old. But I would say a safe bet for most people is going to be around 9, 10 years old. You know, just when they're getting bigger, they're thinking a little bit more because that's the most important thing in any situation especially emergencies, is just being calm, being aware, and doing what you need to do. So, so definitely, and then I see people, um, me and my husband, here's another funny story. So we participated um, at Laurel River Lake. We first got our kayaks. We'd been in Rockcastle River. We'd been in Pulaski County on Buck Creek. We've done some a little bit just that we feel pretty confident. We were going to enter ourselves in a kayaking race and stand-up paddleboard race at Laurel River Lake. Right. This was a five-mile and ten-mile race. Okay. So I thought, well, we'll do the five miles. You know, it's five miles. It's you know, we do it all the time. Well, we realized real quick, flat water is hard, but when you are kayaking on wakes, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> we were. Let's just say. We weren't dead last to come in because the 10-mile people were still out there. But people that were doing stand-up paddle boarding passed us in kayaks. Did you finish? We finished. That's all that matters. We finished. We had fun. But to know what you're in shape. But the different types of water, flat water, um, floating water that has some current, and then the current when waves are against you. Yeah. Um, and all bodies of water, it totally makes a difference. Those are three different, um, not challenges, just situations. It, it's everything pretty much out uh, in the woods, wilderness, on the river, in the lake, is technique. Obviously, I mean, I'm not in the best shape or anything, but I can still hike 10 miles yeah. carrying 30 pounds of gear just because I know when to move, when to slow down, yeah. how to carry. And when it comes to, when you talked about blisters, so I was the blister queen. Take extra socks with you. When yes, you start to feel 
that little bit of hot spot, dude, stop, dry your feet off, change socks. Mm -hmm. Because once you get that blister, dude, every step is sexy. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It, and you do that for 12 to 14 miles because you have to do that to get out of the woods. Yeah, you're stuck there. I, YouTube, listen, don't knock YouTube. YouTube no, no. is a great free resource for people, experts. And I found a great, because I have a really high arch. If you have a flat foot, the style of shoe, the style of boot, how you lace your boots makes a huge difference to mm -hmm. help prevent blisters. So I found, um, I brought my taping kit, and if I taped my feet, because I'm a toe walker. Mm. I my trail name is hill climber <laughs> I can climb any hill and it is easy peasy because I walk on my toes huh. but when you go downhill walking on your toes that slide a little bit it's just miserable mm -hmm. so I would prep and tape my feet every morning to prevent blisters it worked it worked yep. for me my husband said I was crazy what are you doing but he has a total different type of foot so sometimes it takes those experiences to learn what works for you may not work for somebody else. Um, I, trees and grass hate me. I'm allergic to them. I always carried extra bandanas with me and a hat because if I'm sweating to death or my allergies start up, there's nothing worse than having to go <laughs> sniffling your nose the whole time because that will ruin everyone's day. Um, so little things like that of just preparing sunscreen just because you're in the woods depending where you're at you will need sunscreen when you're on Rockcastle River oh yeah it's yeah. wide open there are some shady sections but then if you were to go to Buck Creek it's nothing it's totally canopy you know in the river oh even going through the green tunnel you can still get sunburned you yeah know. And there's nothing worse because you don't realize how bad it is until later in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And we don't want you to ruin your entire weekend. So definitely sunscreen. Um, let's talk about shoes. Shoes. Shoes and kayaking. Give me, give me your experience because I've heard it all over the place. <laughs> of tennis shoes, no shoes, water shoes, what? It's, I'd say it's pretty much the same as everything else. I wouldn't wear, recommend wearing these Tactical 511s that I'm in. Uh, sandals are nice for a lot of people. I find that they get a little squishy and yeah. difficult, uh, slippery in the mud because, you know, yeah. there's mud on the bottom of the river. Some people like uh, boat shoes, water shoes. Some people like barefoot. It's all just, it's personal. Like you were saying, uh, with the taping of the feet, you know, whatever works for you works for you, but you're not going to know if you don't go try it. And I will say, if you're starting out as a potential new hobby, you don't have to buy everything top-of-the-line stuff. No, no. Please don't. I don't want to say waste your money, but make your money go a long way. Right. Uh, for example, in hiking, I invested in good hiking boots. I myself have a wide foot. Keen hiking boots worked for me. They were nice and wide. My backpack. It was nice, but it didn't, you know, I wasn't buying a $400 backpack. No. It's, you know, it had a bladder in it already. Um, same thing with kayaks and, and paddles and helmets. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, we're not in kayaking races. Maybe you will be in a race. Sure. But if you, oh, sorry, if you are only for recreational, see what works for you, do your research, call um, Stephen and get his two cents um, sure. of what beginner, what that looks like. Because eventually everyone wants to upgrade to the next best thing. That's fine. And when you people have multiple hobbies and outdoors, it can get really, really expensive. And that is one thing coming and renting kayaks from you in a shuttle, if you don't know if you want to like it or not, before you invest in all those dollars, come to you and check out first, even see if you enjoy it and try it first. And that's what I love about having you as a resource here in London, Kentucky, is you can take that challenge without that huge investment at first. Yeah. You come to me, uh, $30, $40, depending on what sort of trip you're doing, we'll get you set up with all the gear that you need to have. And then try it out. And then you can maybe get that $300 kayak. And then if you really like it, you can go get that $600. We've got a lot of things in the shop. Um, the, the flip side of it, please don't just go get a piece of plastic and call it a tent. Because it's not. At uh, Some of the big box retailers, they have things like that. Because that equipment is not safe. If you get in the least bit of trouble you know you're going to be without a shelter or you buy a cheap filter and then you're out without water and then you're trying to find cell phone service to call 911 which you know it does happen and those resources are there and we're very well connected if you see an issue out on the river out in the wilderness just let me know and call. if you see something unusual or whatever definitely report it yeah whether it's a tree down or something that you just says this doesn't look right um, definitely when we were called out there was a hiker a group of hikers on the hiker challenge and they were over prepared they had too much they didn't have the appropriate gear and they were still several miles out and they were going to call rescue to come get them well on the supported hike they were only like a mile and a half away. To call the rescue team and resources out, no one was injured. They were just tired and blisters and done. Like, there's a difference between an emergency and like, I'm done. So we went and got boats and went up the Cumberland River and got them in the boat. And, and, and part of being the Chateau Trace Association, um, they have businesses like yourself as a resource. So if you need help, or you need, you know, you're a through hiker, or you need suggestions. These businesses are here to for at your service to give you that um, professional resource. We'll advise you to the best of our abilities. Please don't be scared to call nine one one if you think it is a problem. So for us, I've worked in EMS for like I said about seven years now, and what doesn't seem like an emergency to me or Kelly because we've been out there might seem like an emergency to you and that's that's what we're here for though uh, with the rescue service fire departments ems that's what we're here for if we can help we're happy to do it just please go in prepared um we're not gonna be mad or anything like that and just, just one just thing with hiking even in kayaking let's say you're going during the day having a headlamp is going to be critical in case it were to get just dark or if in the fall Dude, it starts getting dark way sooner, and you didn't think, I wasn't planning on being out here. When it's in the pitch dark, you're in the water, or you're out on the trails in the pitch dark, um, 
It can be intimidating. It is the Danube National Forest. There, there is wildlife out there. If you see Bigfoot, though, please take a <laughs> video and send that to Kelly at LLTC.net. Um, she might sell it. I may or may not. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but there are bears. There um, are bears around. There are bears here. around. Also, if you're hiking, don't put your snacky snacks in your tent. Put that away from your tent. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do bring snacks and food, pick up your trash. Don't leave that around. It's one thing our our trail systems are pretty darn clean, and we'd love to yeah. keep that up. Um, the rangers, they have plenty on their plate to help keep us safe, and it's our due diligence to help to keep the area clean, the water clean. Um, that's one great thing about our water in Kentucky. It's phenomenal, and we want to keep it that way. Very nice. Always be familiar with Leave No Trace principles. Um, one of the biggest ones that I see is people want to cut down a huge tree just for their firewood. Never thicker than your wrist because those logs are an important ecosystem for fungus and bugs and things like that. Just small ones already down. Don't be cutting anything down. Um, oh, and speaking to your point earlier with the headlamps or water filters, bring two and you have one. If you're inexperienced, you'll forget to change your batteries or you'll forget to clean out your filter. Just simple things like that. Have to to have one every time. And so kayaking down the river, mm-hmm. you'll say you're going to go on the class one to the upper river. You're going sure. to be on the river for four hours. A bottle of water enough to have water. I mean, you're not having it. You're not saying taking a water filter and a bladder with you. No, that, no. But you definitely have bag. something. Have something in your dry bag that way. If you're going to stop and have a snack and picnic. Yeah. But definitely. You know, it can get hot here in Kentucky in July and August. Oh, yeah. So definitely you want to stay hydrated. Um, Maybe a one or even a two liter bladder will be sufficient. Bring a dry bag. Keep your snacks dry. Now explain what a dry bag is for those that may be named. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, so a dry bag is essentially usually a backpack, sometimes just in a bag form. It'll fold over and then buckle and keep everything. So it's like a big plastic, not a Ziploc bag, but like a a hard plastic that it's not going to get wet. Or if it does get wet, because your cotton should have a dry bag compartment. It should, but I never trust those because they're never perfectly sealed. Just bring the bag that you can look at and inspect on your own. Um, Just keep your stuff in there that you want to keep dry. Yep, those are all great tips, and I'll tell you what, so your webpage will be going live, I believe, May 22nd, maybe yeah. about a week before, yes. and that webpage is going to be l3adventures.com. Correct. Again, that is L, as in London, 3adventures.com, and your what you're calling your base, your home base, is going to be 111 37 Somerset Road, mm-hmm. London, Kentucky, and your opening, soft opening day is going to be Friday, May 26th, with the grand opening day on Saturday, May 27th. For more information, you will have two phones to call. You can leave a message that will get back to you if you have any questions before then. It is 606-231-2046 or 606-312-9864. 
you definitely want to go to l3adventures.com but also if you want to check out if you need accommodations to stay how to make your entire weekend or vacation you can go to visitlondonky.com is all of your resources that you need for your adventures beginning here in london kentucky i'll tell you what when i travel all over the place um, been to michigan been to indianapolis been to atlanta everyone is so excited about eastern kentucky because of the outdoors um, I-75 is literally in our back door, mm -hmm. but within 20 minutes, you're going to be in the Danny Boone Forest. You're going to have access to Rockcastle River. You have access to Wood Creek Lake. You can stay on houses out there. You've got Laurel River Lake. You've got Cumberland River. So even if you have your own kayaks and you want to do your own thing, that's fine, but maybe you want to take a break and you want to kayak the Rockcastle River, go to L3 Adventures. They can help you out and shuttle you. And it's a great resource. I can't wait. I'm already marked on my calendar for the soft opening. Um, Stephen, I thank you for coming by. Thanks and do you me. have any final words or tips before we sign off? Final words or tips. Um, don't be scared. Just go outside. It'll probably be fun. That's right. Because you don't know until you try it. And for more information, their webpage is going to be live May 22nd. Again, l3adventures.com right here in London, Kentucky. For now, this is Kelly from Kentucky. We can't wait to see you outside. Thanks, Kelly.